Hello and welcome to The Unadorned Word, a daily Bible reading and devotional podcast. My name is Rosie G and I'm speaking to you from the beautiful Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate your time and I hope that you're as blessed by listening as I am by reading. The theme as we read through the Bible this first time is the milk and honey life, the life of risk and responsibility. It takes risk to get honey from bees. It takes responsibility to get milk from cows. A full life and a great life is a mixture of risk and responsibility. We sometimes think of life in the milk and honey land as a life of ease and plenty where everything is laid out for us. But it's not the case. In the land of milk and honey, there is a life to build, a life of risk and responsibility, a life that has impact and brings change for good into this world. The milk and honey life is not for the faint-hearted. It's for those who want to see significant change in their world. And if that's you, then I hope that you will continue to listen as every day we speak the Word of God, and just a brief devotional after it. The Bible has been an amazing book in my life. It has given me strength in times of trial, wisdom to live by, motivation for life and business, courage to stand firm. There have been verses and passages and whole chapters that are embedded in my heart and my mind and have become a part of my very being. I know that I'm not the only one. Throughout history and continuing today, God's Word has changed lives, impacted families, communities, tribes and nations over and over again. That's the reason for this podcast, to listen to God's Word on a regular daily basis because that's the best way for it to become a part of your life and for it to change your life. So thank you again for listening. Today is the second reading from Exodus and we're reading from chapter 6 verse 2 to the end of chapter 9. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, the Lord, I was not known by them. I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their travels in which they lived as aliens. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore tell the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. I will take you to myself for a people. I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob, and I will give it to you for a heritage. 
I am the Lord. Moses spoke so to the children of Israel. But they didn't listen to Moses for anguish of spirit and for cruel bondage. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Go in, speak to Pharaoh king of Egypt, that he let the children of Israel go out of his land. Moses spoke before the Lord saying, Behold, the children of Israel haven't listened to me. How then shall Pharaoh listen to me when I have uncircumcised lips? The Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron and gave them a command to the children of Israel and to Pharaoh king of Egypt to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. These are the heads of their father's houses, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel. Hanok and Palu, Hezron and Kami, these are the families of Reuben. The sons of Simeon, Jemuel and Jamin, and Ohad and Jakin and Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman, these are the families of Simeon. These are the names of the sons of Levi according to their generations, Gershon and Kohath and Merari, and the years of the life of Levi were 137 years. The sons of Gershon, Libni and Shimai, according to their families. The sons of Kohath, Amran and Izhar and Ebron and Uzziel. And the years of the life of Kohath were 133 years. The sons of Merari, Mali and Mushi. These are the families of the Levites according to their generations. Amran took Jochebed, his father's sister, to himself as wife and she bore him Aaron and Moses. The years of the life of Amran were 137 years. The sons of Izhar, Korah, and Nepheg, and Zikri, the sons of Uziel, Mishael, and Elzaphan, and Sifri, Aaron took Elsheba, the daughter of Aminadab, the sister of Nashon, as his wife, and she bore him Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar. The sons of Korah, Asir, and Elkanah, and Abiasaph, these are the families of the Korahites. Eliezer, Aaron's son, took one of the daughters of Putiel as his wife, and she bore him Phinehas. These are the heads of the father's house of the Levites, according to their families. These are those that Aaron and Moses, to whom the Lord said, Bring out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, according to their armies. These are those who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring out the children of Israel from Egypt. This is that Moses and Aaron. On the day when the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, the Lord said to Moses, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I tell you. Moses said before the Lord, I am of uncircumcised lips. And how shall Pharaoh listen to me? Exodus chapter 7 The Lord said to Moses, I have made you as God to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you, and Aaron your brother shall speak to Pharaoh, that he let the children of Israel go out of his land. I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. But Pharaoh will not listen to you. So I will lay my hand on Egypt, and bring out my armies, 
my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand on Egypt and bring the children of Israel out from amongst them. Moses and Aaron did so, as the Lord commanded them. Moses was 80 years old, and Aaron 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. The Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, say, Perform a miracle. Then you shall tell Aaron, Take your rod and cast it down before Pharaoh, and it will become a serpent. Moses and Aaron went in to Pharaoh, as the Lord had commanded. Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called for the wise men and the sorcerers. They also, the magicians of Egypt, did the same thing with their enchantments. For they each cast down their rods, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he didn't listen to them, as the Lord had said. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is stubborn. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning. Behold, he is going out to the water. You shall stand by the river's bank to meet him. You shall take the rod which was turned to a serpent in your hand, and you shall tell him, The Lord, the God of Hebrews, has sent me to you, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. Until now you haven't listened. The Lord says, In this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will strike with the rod that is in my hand on the waters which are in the river, and they shall be turned to blood. The fish that are in the river will die, and the river will become foul. The Egyptians will loathe to drink water from the river. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, Take your rod and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over their rivers, over their streams, and over their pools, and over all their ponds of water, that they may become blood. There will be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, both in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. Moses and Aaron did so as the Lord commanded, and he lifted up the rod and struck the waters that were in the river, in the sight of Pharaoh, and in the sight of his servants, and all the waters that were in the river were turned to blood. The fish that were in the river died. The river became foul. The Egyptians couldn't drink water from the river. The blood was throughout all the land of Egypt. The magicians of Egypt did the same thing with their enchantments. So Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he didn't listen to them as the Lord had spoken. Pharaoh turned and went into his house, and he didn't even take this to heart. All the Egyptians dug around the river for water to drink, for they couldn't drink the river water. Seven days went by after the Lord had struck the river. Exodus chapter 8 The Lord spoke to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and tell him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go, that they may serve me. If you refuse to let them go, I will plague all your borders with frogs. The rivers will swarm with frogs, 
which will go up and come into your house and into your bedroom and on your bed and into the house of your servants and on your people and into your ovens and into your kneading troughs. The frogs shall come up both on you and on your people and on all your servants. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, Stretch out your hand with your rod over the rivers, over the streams and over the pools, and cause frogs to come up on the land of Egypt. Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. The magicians did the same thing with their enchantments and brought up frogs on the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he take away the frogs from me and my people, and I will let the people go that they may sacrifice to the Lord. Moses said to Pharaoh, I give you the honour of setting the time that I should pray for you and for your servants and for your people, that the frogs be destroyed from you and your houses and remain in the river only. Pharaoh said, Tomorrow, Moses said, Let it be according to your word that you may know there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs shall depart from you, and from your houses, and from your servants, and from your people. They shall remain in the river only. Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried to the Lord concerning the frogs which he had brought on Pharaoh. The Lord did according to the word of Moses, and the frogs died out of the houses, out of the courts, and out of the fields. They gathered them together in heaps, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was a respite, he hardened his heart, and he didn't listen to them as the Lord had spoken. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, stretch out your hand and strike the dust of the earth, that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. They did so, and Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and struck the dust of the earth, And there were lice on man and on animal. All the dust of the earth became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. The magicians tried with their enchantments to produce lice, but they couldn't. There were lice on man and on animal. Then the magicians said to Pharaoh, This is God's finger. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he didn't listen to them, as the Lord had said. The Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. He comes out to the water and tell him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go, that they may serve me. If you will not let my people go, I will send swarms of flies on you and on your servants and on your people and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also the ground they are on. I will set apart in that day the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, to the end that you may know I am the Lord on the earth. I will put a division between my people and your people. This sign shall happen tomorrow. The Lord did so, and there came grievous swarms of flies into the house of Pharaoh and into his servants' houses. In all the land of Egypt the land was corrupted, by reasons of the swarms of flies. Pharaoh called for Moses and and for Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God in the land. Moses said, It isn't appropriate to do so, 
for we shall sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians to the Lord our God. If we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes, won't they stone us? We will go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he shall command us. Pharaoh said, I will let you go, that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness, only you shall not go very far away. Pray for me. Moses said, Behold, I am going out from you. I will pray to the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people tomorrow. Only don't let Pharaoh deal deceitfully any more in not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord. The Lord did according to the word of Moses, and he removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. There remained not one. Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also, and he didn't let the people go. Exodus chapter 9. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go and hold them still, the Lord's hand will be on your livestock, which are in the field, on the horses, on the donkeys, on the camels, on the herds and on the flocks, with a very grievous pestilence. The Lord will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt, and nothing shall die of all that belongs to the children of Israel. The Lord appointed a set time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord shall do this thing in the land. The Lord did that thing on the next day, and all the livestock of Egypt died. But of the livestock of the children of Israel, not one died. Pharaoh sent, and behold, there was not so much as one of the livestock of the Israelites dead. But the heart of Pharaoh was stubborn, and he didn't let the people go. The Lord said to Moses and to Aaron, Take handfuls of ash off the furnace, and let Moses sprinkle it toward the sky in the sight of Pharaoh. It shall become small dust over all the land of Egypt, and shall be boils and blisters breaking out on man and on on animal throughout all the land of Egypt. They took ashes from the furnace and stood before Pharaoh, and Moses sprinkled it up towards the sky, and it became boils and blisters breaking on man and on animal. The magicians couldn't stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boils were on the magicians and all the Egyptians. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he didn't listen to them, as the Lord had said to Moses. The Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says, Let my people go that they may serve me. For this time I will send all my plagues against your heart, against your officials and against your people, that you may know that there is no one like me in all the earth. For now I would have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, and you would have been cut off from the earth. But indeed for this cause I have made you stand to show you my power, and that my name may be declared 
throughout all the earth because you still exalt yourself against my people. You won't let them go. Tomorrow, at this time, I will cause it to rain a very grievous hail such as not been in Egypt since the day it was founded even until now. Now therefore command that all of your livestock and all that you have in the field be brought into shelter. The hail will come down on every man and animal that is found in the field and isn't brought home and they will die. Those who feared the Lord's word amongst the servants of Pharaoh made their servants and their livestock flee into the houses. Whoever didn't respect the Lord's word left his servants and his livestock in the field. The Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand towards the sky, that they may be hail in all the land of Egypt, on man and on animal, and on every herb of the field, throughout the land of Egypt. Moses stretched out his rod toward the heavens, and the Lord sent thunder and hail, and lightning flashed down to the earth. The Lord rained hail on the land of Egypt. So there was very severe hail and lightning mixed with the hail, such as, such as had not been in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. The hail struck throughout all the land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and animal, and the hail struck every herb of the field and broke every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the, where the children of Israel are, there was no hail. Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous and I and my people are wicked. Pray to the Lord for there has been enough of mighty thunderings and hail. I will let you go and you shall stay no longer. Moses said to him, As soon as I have gone out of the city, I will spread out my hands to the Lord. The thunders shall cease and there will not be any more hail, that you may know that the earth is the Lord's. But as for you and your servants, I know that you don't yet fear the Lord. The flax and the barley were struck, for the barley had ripened and the flax was blooming. But the wheat and the spelt were not struck, for they had not grown up. Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh and spread out his hands to the Lord, and the thunders and hail ceased, and the rain was not poured on the earth. When Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunders had ceased, he sinned yet more and hardened his heart, he and his servants. The heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he didn't let the children of Israel go, just as the Lord had said to Moses. So that was Exodus chapter 6 verse 2 through to Exodus chapter 9. And thank you for listening to the Unadorned Word. I hope that you enjoyed listening to those verses. And our key verse today is Exodus 6, verse 8. So right back there to the beginning. And I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. That's Exodus 6, verse 8. And you're listening to the unadorned word. This is an incredible promise. The Israelites have lived in Egypt for over 400 years. There is great opposition to their leaving. 
Don't be surprised if you're about to do something great. There's generally great opposition. But God is a God of covenant and promise. He brought Abraham out of his family and community with a promise. A promise that Abraham would be the patriarch of a great nation. And the land where he placed his tent would be his inheritance. This immense promise was greater than Abraham's life and it was fulfilled many years after his life. Believe God for things greater than your life. It was a promise that began before Abraham was born, a plan that started before the foundation of the world. God knew that mankind would fall. God knew that his relationship with them would be broken and he had a plan in place to bring redemption. Romans 8.28 is a profound verse and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. Through Joseph, the Israelites were brought to Egypt. When Joseph was kidnapped and sold as a slave by his brothers, at their day of reckoning, he said to them, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. God uses everything to bring his plans and purposes for good into our lives. This is not easy to understand. It's not easy when we're going through things. Does God bring us into a place of harm? Does God encourage us or others to do evil so that his good plans will work out? Not at all. Not at all. If Joseph's brothers had chosen not to harm him, God's plan would still have happened. It would have happened in a different way. If the Egyptians hadn't enslaved the Israelites, God's plan would have happened in a different way. God didn't suggest to Joseph's brothers that they kidnap and sell Joseph. That idea came out of the fear and greed in their hearts. The same with the Egyptians. God didn't say to Pharaoh, I think you should enslave the Israelites. That came out of the fear and greed in Pharaoh's heart. I know we've just read how God hardened Pharaoh's heart, but this came long after fear and greed had already destroyed that heart. Pharaoh initially chose the path that he took. Evil can happen in our lives, through others, through bad choices in their lives, through bad choices we make, through accident and illness. We live in a beautiful but broken world. Life can happen to us in brutal and challenging ways. It's not always easy to see how God uses everything that happens to bring his plans and purposes for good into our lives. God had a massive purpose for Abraham's descendants. They carried the seed of the Messiah. At this stage in history, the Israelites have no concept of a Messiah, no concept of nationhood. They don't see how their time as slaves has isolated them from the other people groups and nations around them, protecting them from disappearing into the great morass of humanity, protecting the seed they carried within them, the seed of the lamb that would be slain and bring salvation to the whole 
world. The lamb, who like that physical lamb that we'll read about tomorrow on the night of the exodus, would have his blood shed by those he loved. The lamb whose blood would restore mankind into relationship with God the Father. None of us know what is going to happen tomorrow. Matthew writes in chapter 6, 34, Each day has enough trouble of its own. As milk and honey people, can we encourage one another to live our lives with risk and responsibility, to have that hope in Jesus no matter what we face in life? God has a plan for good. We can't always under we can't always understand or even like the season we are in, but we can know and understand that God's plan is for us and a good plan, a Jeremiah plan to prosper and not harm us, a plan to give us a hope and a future. Thank you for listening to the the unadorned word today. And leave a review for us on iTunes or or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts from. I so appreciate your time. And I hope that you'll join us tomorrow for our next reading. Have a great and wonderful day. Be a person of risk and responsibility, a milk and honey person. And be blessed as you impact your world around you.